Hey everybody, it's John. Just a quick note about today's episode. You know, sometimes we run into technical issues when it comes to recording, and unfortunately that was the case with Heidi. It doesn't take away from the greatness of the conversation and what we learned from Heidi. However, you may hear some things that you don't typically hear in our episodes based on technology just not deciding to work. Either way, sit back and enjoy. Now, here's the show. Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 235. John and Wendy, welcome back, Heidi Pancake. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I am well, and it's September. We are excited that we are once again, this episode, being sponsored by our friends over at Namely. Yay, Namely. I think it's fair to mention at this point, Wendy, you are now an end user of, I of am. Namely. And I am. And I am loving it. Quite honestly, it is excellent on the end user side. So excited to be able to to see that. You know, we've been we've talked about it. We love Namely. We've worked with them for a long time. Um, but to actually use their product as an end user, I'm so impressed. It's so easy. It's so intuitive. I have zero complaints. I've used so many different systems from homegrown to you know workday. Right now, Namely is my favorite. I, I I'll say it. Uh, it's been my favorite as an end user. I don't think we can get a better recommendation <laughs> than I may. I may make that the ad read for this episode. You know, Wendy, we don't typically talk about chats anymore in the episodes. I wanted to mention this one in particular that's coming up. We've never had an episode or a, a chat rather fall on September 11th. It still resonates for us as individuals and the people that attend. We're all around when this happened. This is not ancient history for us. We were approached by our friend Emily Endert about having a conversation about grief and trauma in the workplace. I think this is going to be a little more serious than most of our conversations. That is okay. I think it's appropriate for this this time. And we haven't had that conversation. We've talked about grief in the abstract, and we've talked about different things before. I was really appreciative of Emily bringing this up. We're going to talk about these types of things in the workplace and how, how people handle them and how do you acknowledge and, and what are we acknowledging? It's not necessarily grief or trauma like a 9-11 or a major event. It could be the trauma of losing a leader, not necessarily the macro conversation. Right. There, well, there's so many different things, especially in the last two years that have been happening in the world and to individuals that I think this is the timing of the chat is awesome. I didn't realize until you had texted me that, wow, it is on 9-11 that we're having this conversation. So I think the timing of it is is perfect. I know I haven't talked about, you know, my personal experience with 9-11, my personal experiences with, with grief, with trauma. As most people, they're mine, they're, they're personal, and I don't think that other people probably need to know about them. I don't know how much I'm going to share. None of us do until we get into that moment and see how, how comfortable, comfortable folks feel there. So I really hope that I feel comfortable enough. I hope others feel comfortable enough to share their experiences with that because there is some healing that happens when you are open about your experiences and uh, allowing others to, to share theirs. I do want to say that we are not going to have a competition, a one-upsmanship. So your trauma is your trauma. Um, and it, it doesn't matter if someone else's seems worse than yours. Your trauma is no less, or grief is no less real and deserves to be shared. So um, I do want to put that out there because I know I sometimes 
feel like, oh, well, other people have had a much rougher go these last two years, so I'm just going to sit back and stay quiet. I think we're fortunate, the community that we have built and the folks that participate in the chat, we all recognize that. And we're fortunate that we can have a conversation. This is not the first time we've had a chat, of course. You know, we're how many years in now? And so as the chat has matured and the community has matured, I feel like we're at a point where we could have this conversation and and it'll be impactful. Please plan to join us Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're listening to this in real time on the 11th, if you can't join during the hour, please feel free to contribute after the fact. Make sure that you use that hashtag HR Social Hour. If you don't, we don't reply. We don't recap it. It just kind of goes into the ether. And while I appreciate you taking a moment to respond, I just go on to the next one. We get a lot of replies and we do appreciate that. And we like that engagement. It's hard to continue that conversation if we don't know, really know what it's about, even though we kind of know. <laughs> Speaking of conversations, I'm excited to have. It's been quite a while since we talked to Heidi last Really glad that we were able to have her back and find out what she's been up to. So I'll let you make the introduction. Let's get started. Yes. And I'm going to say Dave still holds the the level for best, shortest uh, bio ever. Dave Ryan. That Dave is Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this one's a close second. I'm just going to say that right off, off the top. If there's one thing Heidi Pancake knows well, it's that the universe provides... This is her life and work advice nugget. Receive it and you will be prepared for anything. Well, Heidi, welcome back. Again, Thank love that you. So excited to have you. But our first question, as always, what is in your glass? I don't have a glass. That's the day it's been, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no glass yet. Yet. Yes. I'm going to say think, probably. Uh, I think a mezcal and um, pineapple is on the is on the, the dock tonight, I think. Yeah. I want to make sure, though, Heidi, no vessel of any kind. No bottle, no glass. No, no water, no. Nothing. nothing. Literally, y'all, I was too busy finding an <laughs> Apple charger. <laughs> <laughs> it's very annoying, but it is what it is. We are happy, regardless of glass or lack thereof. We're glad you're with us. It's really hard to believe, Heidi. You were last on episode 92, November of 2019. So what have you been up to since then? What haven't I been up to is a better question. Um, <laughs> let's see. I've built a house. I've managed HR through a pandemic where my uh, I've been through a company sale. I've changed employers to UMG. I have gotten divorced Let's see. My kids were already here. They're nine and thirteen. I guess they were around back then. Um, <laughs> I've 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 gained a teenager. Um, you know, my daughter wasn't a teenager back then. I mean, you know, it's been the busiest of pandemic eras. <laughs> <laughs> like you've been through other pandemics. I mean, I mean. You have that comparison to, to do. You know, <laughs> life is a pandemic, isn't it? There's there's a new song or a new uh, a new meme to... I thought it was a cabaret, but it could be a pandemic as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think our cabaret days pandemic, are behind us, John. my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you did mention that you are now with Universal Music Group. So, you know, we're all expecting, you know, many photos and opportunities of all the, the famous folks that I'm sure you're just, you know, they're just walking around, right? 
kind of want to know a little bit, um, go, diving into the music industry, and what are some of the unique challenges in HR that you see in this industry? Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting... I've done lots of different industries, uh, at least six, and this is different, so far more different than any other. The, the industry really, everyone's on a contract, <laughs> which is sort of in California, a very interesting endeavor. That's been probably the, the most interesting thing. And then also that, um, you know, listen, it's a small world everywhere, especially so in the music industry. If I had a dollar for every time someone said, it's a relationship business, I'd be rich. And as someone who was surprised divorced in 2020, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying relationship business being the best, <laughs> the best, you know, the best way to, 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 to lean in. If I'm being honest, I mean, I, I think um, in this day and age, there's probably something to reflect on in that statement. Is it a challenge, particularly entertainment, music, beyond the relationship piece, is it challenging finding creatives? We just had Bonnie Natko on a couple weeks ago, and she was talking about creatives when it comes to advertising and marketing. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing similar challenges in that respect? Yeah, I think the bigger challenge is we have new competitors, right? It used to be that you're going to work at one of the labels, but now you've got Amazon Music, you've got Apple Music, you've got streaming, you've got Twitch, right? You've got TikTok, who's creating their music side, what makes it hard and difficult where it wasn't so much before where everyone was clamoring to be at a label is that you're competing with tech companies and that really changes the sort of um, employment environment, right? Like they're throwing money, they're throwing status, whatever it is they can with the monies that they have backing them is very different than a traditional entertainment company. As you talked about, made it through this pandemic era and in that switching jobs. What's something, Heidi, that's really surprised you from an HR perspective with the HR community? What surprised you since the beginning of the pandemic? That's a tough one because I think it's been less that I've been surprised and more that I've felt like we've finally gotten to a place that I knew we would get, which is HR is no longer a necessary evil. It's a value, right? It's it's a necessary value. And I I think that that wasn't, you know, we all know. We I think I think right before the pandemic I was at a conference where some guy started his speech with listen, you all know everybody hates you. You're HR people. And I literally was like, I don't know what HR people you're talking to, but nobody, you know, I mean sure people hate me, but not because I'm HR. It was really a turnoff for me. I, I remember just being like, ugh. And then, you know, cut to like not even six months later, because I think it was California Pyra that it was ha that it happened. It was sort of like this moment where everybody suddenly wanted to be in our Zoom room, in our office, in our, and not to complain, but to get support to understand how people work, how to approach difficult conversations. And then the George Floyd murder happened. And then it was even leaning in further, right? Um, there was this intrinsic 
knowledge that people had that we were going to know how to handle this stuff. And they could count on that. These difficulties, these human challenges, and that we were going to be super valuable in this moment. And, you know, I think that wasn't a surprise to me that that's true at all. It was a relief that we finally got here, you know, that, that, that people finally saw that there is a real importance to having folks like us on their staff. Less, it, 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 was, it was almost like a relief, but, but for a, in a negative, I don't want to say negative, but it was like, it was a relief, which sounds really opportunistic, right? Because of the terrible things that happened in order for this to become a realization. But it was sort of like, it was just a defining moment, I think, for the HR industry. We've not talked to anybody out in California for a bit. How are things? Keep saying we're not post-pandemic, but we are in a new stage, a later stage, realistically. What is it like now when it comes to the oversight and what's going on out there? California and Virginia were really kind of at the forefront on both ends of the country as far as things go. Virginia's really slided off on many things, particularly as we had a regime change in the governor's office and things lightened up. What's it like out there right now? I would say things are things are lightened up from a heavy regulatory perspective, except as it relates to making sure we're offering benefits to people who get sick, time off to people who get sick. So it's become this less everyone telling us how to show up physically and more people telling us what we need to make sure to do to take care of our people. And by people, I mean, uh, people telling us, I mean, like our government is more like ensuring that they are creating an environment where employees are protected and cared for. We have definitely slid off the mask, you know, the mask race. Like there's people still wear masks quite a bit and employers are absolutely, you know, encouraging folks to do what makes them comfortable, but they're not forcing mask wearing And I think it's a tension, really, of wanting to get everyone back in the office. And so do we slide on the mask thing so people will want to come? That's what I'm seeing. So, Heidi, what do you think is going to be the next thing that HR pros need to pay attention to? Uh, I think it's exactly what you guys are talking about on 9-11. As someone who has always been super in tune to the um, trauma-informed friendship, relationship, work environment. It's always been forefront for me just based on a number of factors. And, you know, I think that it's, it's funny. It's like, it's the, I show up incredibly vulnerable to everyone in my life, whether it's work or pleasure. That's not always comfortable for people. And I know that, and I accept that, but I'm, I don't change that because I also believe it's where meaningful connection is made and understanding is found I think that's what's on the forefront is everyone getting real comfortable being uncomfortable in the interest of understanding. Heidi, one of the things that we've done since you last were on the show is we've started outsourcing some of our work and having guests provide questions for us to add to our list. So we take a little less time. And in this case, Steve Brown asked, what makes you laugh the most? I thought about this a little bit. I think it's my... My kids catching me. I find that when when I'm cracking up the most, it's because my kids have just owned me on something. 
and it's just funny to watch because I'll be all up in my feelings and in my authority about something. And then my kid will just look at me and own me. And then we all can do nothing but crack up. And, and you know, whichever kid owned me is like tentative. Like, how is she going to respond to this? The other kid is just rolling because mom's been owned. I take a pause and then have to just laugh because they've, they, they are 100% correct in whatever they said to me. Do they gang up on you? No, no. I think besides making me laugh, it makes me proud because my kids are courageous and confident enough to own me. <laughs> Love it. With that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast is brought to you by Namely. We all do our best to keep ahead of business trends, but keeping ahead can be its own full-time job. With everyone wearing multiple hats, it's easy to fall behind. That's why you need to make the switch to Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that adapts with your business. Namely helps you and your team with all aspects of HR, from onboarding and performance management to payroll and intuitive benefits enrollment, whether you have 50 or 1,000 employees, all in one connected and modern platform. Plus, Namely is customizable for your company, culture, and goals, so they can match where you are now and adapt as you grow. Grow with Namely. Learn more about making the switch today by going to namely.com slash hrsocialhour. For a limited time, get one month free when you make the switch to Namely. To learn more, visit namely.com slash hrsocialhour. Thanks again, Namely, for sponsoring the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. Now, back to the show. And we are back. Heidi, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of the show, the Half Hour Question Connection. What career did you dream of having when you were a child? So my father was a photographer and we were incredibly poor, but he would always get like Vogue and Vanity Fair and and um, magazines, like high-end magazines. And I was like, I will be the head of one of these magazines. Like I'm going to be an editor someday. I don't think I even knew it was called an editor, but I was like, I'm going to do this someday. Heidi, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Ooh, this is good. Um, one person I gained in my network that more people should know. You know, Aaron Backman. I think it's been about a year. Um, he's a recruiter in the tech space. I like him. He's He's got a lot of courage and a lot of moxie, and I really appreciate that about him. All right, Heidi, if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you know now? Stop second guessing everything that comes out of your mouth just because other people don't like it. Heidi, I've been looking forward to asking you this question because I've enjoyed our conversations over the years about this very topic. Your favorite or your most memorable live performance you've ever attended? Okay, John, I could not wait to say all of this to you. I would th- and the when it, the night the night my I'm going to say two because two things happened this year. So I work for a record company, and you know I'm HR, and I'm I'm not the type who's going to be like, hey, can I get tickets? That's just not my nature, right? Um, and I a coworker said to me like, hey, I think we have extra tickets to Paul McCartney. Go ask this person. There might be some. It was the night of the concert, right? It was a Friday at like 1 p.m. And I was like, I mean, okay. And, you know, being a part-time single mom now, there are actual weekends where I don't have to find childcare. And this happened to be one of them. 
I sort of sheepishly said like, hey, I heard maybe if nobody else is interested. And she was like, drive to the Capitol building right now and I'll have two tickets for you. I was elated. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to see Paul McCartney. This is amazing. I was not prepared for the fact that I would be 30 rows from the stage, John. Wow. 30 rows from the stage. It was remarkable. It was remarkable. What was the venue? Oh, it was at the Forum. But? But when I met my son in Ethiopia, um, I played music for him to sort of calm him. You know, he's in this hotel with these strange people all of a sudden. And it was Michael Franti. And he just immediately had this laser focus. And I may have talked about this on our last call. And it was clear this kid is music is his soul. And that has proven to be true, John. He plays the piano like nobody's business. He's taught himself up until we got him a teacher. I mean, he's amazing. I've looked for shows to take him to because I'll go to a concert and he's like, you never take me. And I'm like, oh, they start at 8 p.m. and you're a kid and it's a weeknight, whatever. But this summer, Michael Franti happened to be in L.A. And he was at the Ford, which I've never been to. I thought I had, but I realized when we got there that I hadn't. The Ford holds 1,200 people, John. I then said to myself, what's this VIP experience? I'm going to look into it. And I clicked on it and I bought VIP experience. And we sat in a room with Michael Franti and 12 other people while he sang acoustic and told stories about his life and, and took pictures with him. And I cried through most of it because he is also a black man adopted by white parents. And my son sang every word to every song and he danced the entire night. He did not sit down once. And it was, And he was even up on stage, my son, like Michael Franti let all the kids come on stage. I mean, it was literally, I don't know how I'm going to top that for him. (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so cool. So, Heidi, if you could be on any TV show, either as yourself or as a character, what would it be? I want to be a mom on Never Have I Ever. (laughs) Because I'm the cool mom. I don't even know what that show is. I don't know what... I, I've I don't, heard, I've of it, heard of it, but I don't know that I've... Is that like Nickel- a Nickelodeon one? No. No, it's Mindy Kaling. Oh. oh, okay, okay. Mindy Kaling, okay. Recently, it was announced that it's going to be Heidi Pancake Day all around the world. What are we doing to celebrate? One kind thing for someone you don't know very well. Actually... One kind thing for someone you don't even like. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. You got me thinking, Heidi. <laughs> Final question of the night. As you know, we are outsourcing. If you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would it be? It's kind of a cheat because I know who's on 9-11. Isn't that the next show? Hmm. That's the next chat, but not the next show. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So the next guest. That's okay. On. Yeah. What is your favorite personal accomplishment? Heidi, it's now in the book. It will be asked very soon to a guest. To no surprise, even with some of the technical glitches that we've had, amazing conversation. 
It was so great to hear that you've got such good things going on. I appreciate the challenge of your day uh, because, yeah, it's a lot to think about who would we want to do something good for that we may not necessarily like. I know most of our listeners are probably connected with you already, but for those that are not, what's the best way for them to reach you out there? Pancake HR is my only social. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. There's not a lot of Heidi Pancakes. So that's where you can find me. Oh, Twitter. Pancake HR is on Twitter. Sorry, I should have said that. We will have that in the show notes. And then, Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to find you out there? Uh, Best way, as always, is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And, of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, as part of our twice-monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? Once again, thanks to Namely for sponsoring this episode. Be sure to check out namely.com slash HR Social Hour to learn more. As for me, johntherman.com for all things John Thurman. For the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, and follow or subscribe or whatever they call it on the platform you're listening to this episode. If you do that, you will get a new episode each and every week. International listeners, we would love to talk to you about music, HR, or whatever you've got going on. It is easier for us to get here from you, though, than for us to get in touch. So reach out and we'll start those conversations. Heidi, again, appreciate being with us. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. <laughs>